I'm Ian Dallimore, and this is Digital Endurance. All right, now we're going to jump into the more fun holiday side of things. I would say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I will deem myself as Clark Griswold. It was called like Sean on the Shelf. It was an Instagram contest, and you had to Photoshop a little Sean on the Shelf. Okay, welcome back, listeners. Another fantastic season of Digital Endured Podcasts has come to an end. And as we conclude the season, we have our team here to share a few highlights from the year and answer some fun holiday questions. This is actually my favorite podcast of all. As you know, I'm Ian Delamore. Hi, I'm Faith. Hi, I'm Alex. And of course, Shirley's on maternity leave because baby Brooks was born in September, but she's expected to return back in January. started. What is your favorite or least favorite 2023 trend that you've seen in the industry this year and why? Ian, you're up first. Yeah. So mine, and I'm very vocal about it. I think it's the faux digital out of home. I believe it's great for TikTok and Instagram reels and social, but not good for the out of home industry or the brands that want to be IRL or in real life. I think the industry needs to take a hard look at this trend What Out of Home does so well is it meets the consumer in the real world and not on a tiny screen that's your mobile device or a laptop. If I went to go to discover the brand in the wild and it's not there and it doesn't exist, in my opinion, I just think that that's just a a poor, poor experience. How about you, Alex? Yeah, actually, speaking of what you just mentioned, I actually saw one on Instagram. I sent it to Faith over the weekend. Basically, in London, it looked like this giant Out of Home banner got rolled on this bridge in London. So I thought of you. (laughs) But I have a trend that I like this year that I saw for the first time or that I was involved in for the first time. And that was UGC content. Um, We did a campaign with Gooder. And I like to see how this can be incorporated in out of home and how it can make out of home more personable and interactive with consumers rather than just something they see along, you know, the interstate. They can interact how they do with other media types. Love it. How about you, Faith? So I wrote a blog back in March about what's on trend for programmatic digital out of home. And the first thing that comes to my mind is dynamic creative. And I know Lamar has been doing this for years on the direct side of the business, but to see this like programmatic capability really take off has been cool. I've made a lot of content around this and like seeing the campaigns utilize this capability is awesome. In Austin at Media Post event, we saw like NBA and Rapport speak about their dynamic campaign that was super successful. And I think this was a great use case for it. And over the past month, just kind of living in creative approvals, I've started to see like an uptick and a lot more of this, which has been awesome. And then also my, I would say like we're seeing a lot of live scores and a lot of nearest location. And I would like to see like brands get more creative and utilize more and more capabilities to really see this take off. Love it. So Alex, personal reflections on the year. Mm-hmm. This past year, share a highlight or achievement from your career so far. Okay. Well, I kind of have just like one overarching theme for this year. And I feel like that's like really having to step up and take ownership of a lot of projects with Shirley being on maternity leave. I mean, she taught me so much over my first year at Lamar that I really had to like incorporate all of that knowledge on my own this year, which allowed me to grow tremendously. And then also like coming out of my shell and communicating with people in the industry 
as well as internally at Lamar. I feel like I'm more of a reserved person, but having to take more calls and go to conferences and meet people, it's really allowed me to grow socially and meet new people. That's a fantastic answer. How about you, Faith? So this year I graduated undergrad from LSU in May and I started working full time here at Lamar. So it was one achievement. And then, you know, really like taking off my career, kind of transitioning from an intern into a full time role has been, you know, exciting. And I've really tried to push myself to learn and grow as much as I can in a short amount of time. And I took a trip, as I already mentioned, to Austin for Media Post and New York for DPAA. And I got to meet a lot of awesome people, take their advice, really learn from them. And I'm excited to just, you know, keep stepping outside of my comfort zone and it'll be rewarding in the end. Yeah, I love it. So I think for me, it's been an interesting year. This One of the reasons why this is always one of my favorite podcasts to do is because I do get to talk about my team. It's been an interesting year in the evolution of innovation and digital growth here at Lamar. The industry has had its ups and downs. You know, we don't always hear look at specifically on our team just about revenue and budgets. So for us, those ups and downs to have it end on a positive note, both on the revenue side, but most importantly, on where the team has grown. I believe the out-of-home industry is poised to continue to see growth in programmatic digital out-of-home, but also in technology. I think one of the highlights this year for me was just on you know 300,000 feet, the Formula One, that product, that first experience, it proved out that out-of-home and digital signage at times was even more important than the event itself. You know, the fact that a story that was continuously to be told is being there in person was so important. I've read countless, countless articles that talked about the importance of IRL being there in real life and equal amount of coverage for Formula One for Max Verstappen to the new phenom of the sphere, digital signage on the strip that's transforming into now on the track and seeing that excitement around out of home just continue to grow. And it obviously bleeds over to every aspect of our industry. You know, again, as I'd mentioned, I'm excited about our team's growth and constantly having an innovative mindset, as well as our partnerships and growth with our SSPs and our DSPs and our agency partners. But again, most importantly, the team. I love the fact that Shirley went off and had a beautiful little boy, baby Brooks, and her having realization of what's the most important thing in life. And I think at this time, it's important for us all as humans to kind of reflect, right? Our careers are extremely important, but the human element and what we do. And I love the fact that, you know, both Alex and Faith, both of your answers were reflected around the human element. And I believe that that's one of the cool things about our industry is that everyone is and does like to interact with humans. And all of our answers were around the experience and in real life. And, you know, the other thing is the podcast that's become something that has become near and dear to me. And I appreciate everyone out there that's listeners. We're about to approach almost 30,000 listeners. And more importantly, the ability that I've had to have an amazing lineup of almost 100 guests now that are very all over the industry and having them talk about the importance of out of home, but also their journey, which was really cool. So, Faith, what are your hopes and goals for the upcoming year? Yeah, so I would say just to continue to learn about the industry, putting myself out there, outside of my comfort zone, constantly growing and expanding my skill set. And then on top of that, kind of 
meet new people, learn from the best people in this space. And then also I would like to see where AI and, you know, ChatGBT, kind of where this is all going in relation to the out-of-home industry as well as like the larger world as well. Curious to see. Yeah, I, I love that too. How about you, Alex? Like I mentioned for this past year, but continue building relationships in the industry and at Lamar. And then along with that, becoming a mentor. Our team is growing. We've hired a new intern on our team and being able to really step up and kind of teach them the programmatic space as well as out of home in general and work alongside Faith and you more to develop myself. Yeah. And for me, it's it's all about technology, technology and programmatic digital out of home. And most importantly, it's it's something that I I really challenge brands is challenge us. You know, what, where do you want to be met? Where do you, where do you want your brand to be evolving into? You know, a lot of the newer brands you had mentioned, Gooder, you know, we've had uh, clients that have come back that have seen an evolution, new clients like Rascal Diapers based out of New Zealand and just seeing them ask and challenge more, whether that's the measurement side or the tech side. But most importantly for me, it's the goals are how do we take Lamar and position ourselves into the future, not only in 2024, which is crazy to say, but just to continue to evolve with other medias and never stay stagnant. All right, now we're going to jump into the more fun holiday side of things. So Alex, take it away with our first question. All right, Ian, what holiday movie best represents the dynamics of our team? This is something that I struggled with because I wanted to be very, very, very cautious and careful. But look, I, I think everyone's teams that you work with, the, those that are listening, you could all probably, I, I would, I would challenge you to actually do this. It was a fun exercise for me. The dynamics of my team, I, I absolutely love working with these humans every day. They constantly inspire me and challenge me. But there's also we also have a fun element to our team. We we talk about this all the time. We're a very close knit team, and so that's where my uh, precursor is. But I would say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which for the record, Faith has not seen. Shame on her. But I will deem myself as Clark Griswold. And those of you who know Clark Griswold and those of you who know who myself, it fits perfect. You know, he's always searching for an adventure and always over the top on just the littlest things. So I think you guys would agree that, you know, whether it's where are we going to go for lunch to what is the next future of... AI and out of home, I, I like to go over the top like Clark does and put a 300,000 lights on top of the uh, his home and find some way to almost kill himself. Um, I think for Shirley, I would do Audrey Griswold. <laughs> if you remember the character, she's a 14-year-old who always speaks her mind, but is also extremely snarky and sarcastic. And it's one of the things that I love about Shirley is we can be having this serious conversation and she will just come across as just like, hey, what? Why would we ever even do something like that? For Alex, and I had to run this past her first, she does not look, act, or behave like Cousin Eddie. But one of the beautiful things about Alex is she's a brilliant mind, but she also has the most random, unexpected stories. And they're the best stories in the world. And it's a quirkiness that that we all love about her. And for Faith, I have you as Ellen Griswold, who is always just calm in the moment, no matter what bizarre story Alex is telling or snarky thing that Shirley's saying or just most random thing that I'm coming up with. She's always kind of our calm and centering point. Yeah, I would say so, faith keeps me grounded. 
Yeah, she does. Uh, she's an old soul. If you ever get a chance to meet her, very calm. All right. So Alex, you had to pick a character from a holiday movie. Who would you be and why? So this was a complicated thing to figure out <laughs> because, you know, I immediately go to my favorite holiday movie, but I don't know. There wasn't just like What's a favorite holiday movie. The holiday. The holiday. <laughs> with, and with which Cameron character? Diaz. Um, so of course I had to go with that, um, which is Cameron Diaz's character, Amanda Woods in the holiday. I think part of it just seems, you know, I mean, whoever sees the movie has to love it. It's, it's great. Her character, I mean, she's this businesswoman. She creates, she produces movie trailers. She's successful. Obviously something I strive to be. And she also just has a fun personality, but at the same time, like is still learning about herself. So I think that would be the character I would choose. I couldn't think of a better one. So I'm going to go with my favorite. Yeah. How, about, how about you, Faith? So we all kind of struggled with this question. My answer is also questionable. I, <laughs> I'm not really sure. And I actually need to expand my movie watching because I haven't seen the movie that Ian watched. And then I also hadn't seen The Holiday until Alex told me, which I did go home and watch and it was an awesome movie. So my favorite Christmas movie is Elf. And so I, I picked out of that movie and I picked the character Michael, which is Walter's son, and I was just thinking as an 11 year old, I would love to have a brother that like walked into my life who was an elf, one of Santa's elves. So I thought that they had a, a cool relationship and, you know, got to do the fun Christmas things. But he's kind of a side character, which my calm personality is more of a side character than a main obnoxious character. <laughs> like the elf, right. like Buddy the Elf, right. which it's, you guys would probably me. be like, that's yeah. you, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Alex, share a funnier, interesting story from a holiday trip or vacation. Okay. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I guess it's not a, hol- it's not a holiday vacation per se, but something that happened around the holiday season in high school. My, I mean, the person that I idolized and I, I love to watch the Olympics was for Sean White. And one time he had a it was called like Sean on the Shelf. It was an Instagram contest and you had to Photoshop a little Sean on the Shelf onto something and then he would pick the winner. I think there was like five winners or something and a, a array of prizes. So there was like a GoPro, like Oakley sunglasses, like all these things that he was sponsored by. And then the biggest prize was winning his snowboard that he won the U.S. Open with along with Oakley snow goggles. And so I photoshopped him. I don't even know. It was like in my living room. And a couple of weeks later, I am sitting down watching TV and I get a notification on my phone. And it was like, Sean White tagged you in a post. And I, I mean, you probably don't even want to hear about my reaction. I mean, it was pretty crazy. I'm screaming. I'm running throughout the house. I am going nuts, jumping up and down. Go look at the post. He reposted my post and I had won the snowboard. So I was ecstatic. Everyone at thought everyone at school thought I was lying. They thought I was like scammed or something. I wasn't gonna receive the snowboard, but it came in a few weeks later and that was the highlight of that holiday season. I still have the snowboard. Obviously I won't use it. It's to hang on the wall. It's signed by him. It's you know, you can see 
where it has scratches on the back where he actually used this snowboard for the U.S. Open. Um, it has all of his sponsored stickers on it. So that's like one of my most valued possessions that I have. That's pretty awesome. I, I would actually probably say that you were already doing Sean on the shelf and you were like, oh, wow. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Faith? Um, so I have a, a little holiday vacation story. So last year, my family went to Costa Rica for Christmas. We did like half of the trip in the middle of the forest and basically like these tree houses and the other half, like the nice like resort beach side. So on the first half, we stayed in these they were like bamboo structures with like no walls. We had a roof, but our beds were just like covered in mosquito nets. So one night, my stepsister and I woke up to this loud noise. It was like scratching. It sounded like almost like a tree was like cracking in half. It was so loud, but I was terrified. Side note, I'm like the biggest scaredy cat ever. I've done some cool things, but I'm scared to death every time I do them. So like we yell and we wake up our brother who's on like the third floor and so he wakes up and he shines a light down there and he sees like this anteater which is like very close like to me and Sarah's bed and he's like literally ripping our like bamboo structure and like eating it and he's like so close to us and so we're terrified we freak out but I mean we're in their territory so it's like he was just trying to get a little snack but it was scary and then two nights later we we made Cameron switch with us and we were on the third floor Two nights later, he comes back and he's literally right by our heads. Like, literally, he went to the house. third floor. Yeah, that's oh. what he like cr- climbed up the side all the way to the top, and he he was following me and Sarah around. So just wanted oh, to be friends. If you've never seen an anteater in person, they're absolutely terrifying. Oh my god, it's disgusting. It was yeah. it was scary. <laughs> I love that story. All right, moving on to best and worst tech gifts. So pick either the best or the worst tech gift that you've given or received and explain why you chose it. Ian? I'm going to, well, this is for anyone that's listening that would love to get me a gift. Don't, but if you were, I love, I I have this thing called a bird buddy, which is basically like uh, the ring doorbell, but it's on a, a bird feeder. And my side jam is working in our yard, working in the garden. And so this bird buddy, definitely look it up. It's an amazing gift to give to um, whomever loves bird watching or outdoors. Uh, Other big thing is, is I have this phenomenal backyard that I've kind of created and I love. And the one missing component that I have is an outdoor projector. So any of them work for me. This other cool thing, because I'm stuck in the Google algorithm, uh, Google and Instagram algorithm right now, but there's this brand called Hatch Restore uh, Sound Machine, which is awesome. I love that you're shaking your head, Alex. And then lastly, because I live like four minutes from Lamar and it's beautiful out right now in the wintertime and not too cold is I would love a a e-bike just to be able to zip around town. How about you, Alex? All right. I love the idea of the hatch. I want one myself. Okay. I was trying to think of like practical things that I actually want that would be useful in my life. And I've been seeing, this is something I would ask for for Christmas. So I use my laptop for work, obviously, and I always need multiple monitors. So being able, like I've been seeing these attachable, portable laptop monitors that can attach onto your laptop and then it gives you three screens basically. That is something I would definitely want. And then another thing, you just reminded me of it whenever you said the bird feeder, but I have a cat. And so I have an automatic cat feeder, which is great, but it sometimes glitches and I can't fully trust it while I'm out of town because, you know, if the power goes out or something, it's supposed to stay on, but I don't 
trust that it does. So maybe a more reliable cat feeder. And then also with a camera that can look around <laughs> because like it only has a camera that sees like her bowl. But I also want to be able to check around the house that everything's okay. And then while I thought of that, thought of another idea, I get paranoid that I have left something on like a curling iron or the oven or who knows what. So some type of camera that moves around and can like have a little, what would you call that? Like a lifting mechanism. So you can like see on top of the stove and make sure it's turned off and make sure the curling irons unplug, like all the things. Shout out, shout out to uh, Cloudy, who's yes. Alex. So when I'm at CES later next month, I'll I'll be on a lookout for basically a robot to roll around yeah. your house and film, or maybe an app, and so it can tell like if something is plugged in or not, or yeah. something is on, yeah. so you can like maybe turn it on and off. Yeah, or if yes. maybe you should just move in with her and you just right. be like, "Yo, yeah. you left the curling on." <laughs> moving to Baltimore. So does anyone else like, well, hold on one second. Whenever, before I leave for work or anything, I would go in the bathroom and I would tell myself out loud, curling iron is unplugged. Stove is turned off. And then I would head out. Cousin Eddie moment right there. I make sure my stuff is turned off before I leave too. But my gifts, I would say one gift that I gave was a Bluetooth label maker, which I thought was really cool. It was like, you could, it was an app on your phone. I have a my best friend, super OCD, and she labels everything. So this was a great gift for her. It got, it was like an advanced label maker. So you could go like design the label on your phone on the app. You can put like little pictures, like change the color, and then it printed out the label for you. And then one thing that I want is a paper shoot camera. It's like a disposable camera, but the pictures go straight to your phone and it's unlimited. So you don't run out of film. I love that. Going back, taking tech and turning it back into old school. Right, right. All right. Ian, if you could create a virtual reality experience for the holidays, what would it look like? This was like the greatest question ever for me because A, I love AI, ChatGPT, augmented reality. But more importantly, I read this the other day, having having the Dalamore 4 is in the focus of Christmas and the holidays you know, it said basically like, I, I've never remembered what my parents got me 20 years later. It was about that moment and experience. So I think for me, it would be a combination of every childhood experience and Christmas movie, like mashed in to one. So everything from the playground on a Christmas story, when he gets his tongue stuck on the, the pole to the mall with the Santa setup for the elf to my childhood drives down Canal Street, Avron, where all the Christmas, the houses and the decorations and how we used to stroll through Christmas in the Oaks and just have that whole entire experience become like very interactive to where I could like walk up and maybe have that experience with my childhood friend where we threw our first snowballs at each other to interacting with Buddy the Elf to seeing my parents when I was five as I come down the stairs. So just having like almost like a historical rendition of my life over the last 44 years of like what Christmas looked like from everyone else's eyes and to like relive that. And I think that with augmented reality and AI and the creative chat GPT side of things, I think this is probably easily done. So if anybody in the out of home space is looking to do like an interactive setup, I think this is a brilliant starting point. That was an awesome answer. Um, I didn't give that much thought. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I don't love the cold, so I wasn't imagining very much snow in my virtual reality. Um, but I would say 
I would picture like a life-size giant gingerbread house and inside there would be like candy and treats everywhere, super colorful, a lot of Christmas decorations. I would want like real Christmas trees so it smelled like Christmas. Just really like fun, happy. Would you have like the all the that new concept of like the smell coming out right like, like, like soaring like the ride yeah. in disney world mm-hmm. yeah except for it's like it's like pine trees and yeah. peppermints yes let's go how about you okay. alex my mind kind of went kind of went where ian's did well one i like the flashback to like your past and like being able to see like or how I reacted as a child and being able to relive that. But then also I've always wanted, you know, you can go to Disney and you can go to Universal and they're trying to give you those experiences, but I would want to go into my favorite movies, whether that be Christmas movies or not. So like the Lorax and being able to live in like a whimsical fairy tale land and being able to experience those types of or, or like Cinderella or any types of those kind of movies. I love it. That's that's pretty sweet. All right, we're going to wrap up here with some holiday themed rapid fire questions. So, I'm going to say it and you're just going to spit out your answer and we're going to move on to the next one. So hot cocoa or eggnog? Hot cocoa. Hot cocoa. Eggnog is vomit emoji. I agree. Uh, real tree or fake tree? Artificial tree. Oof. I'm a big real tree, but I lost that battle with KJ. So it's a fake one, but I every morning spray the pine scent on it. Okay. I've never actually, I've always had an artificial tree, but I would also pick real tree because of the smell. Ugly sweater parties. Love them or hate them? Mm, I think ugly sweaters, if they're done can be cool so we'll say love them but I've never really gone to one I love them and I love any theme party like we just had our Lamar Christmas party and it was a uh, circus theme and it was the coolest thing ever yeah it was a it was a big production I loved it Shit. um I love ugly sweater parties as well New Year's resolutions yes or no like do we have them or are we someone who typically does them <laughs> typically does them. do you like to have them or, not? or do you like to have them um I think in my mind, like I like to think of the things, but I don't hold myself to them strictly. I hate New Year resolutions because I think it should be like a year-end thing. My favorite thing is to watch the gym be like overpacked for like two weeks. It's like, all right, here are the real people. I mean, I have like ideas in my mind for the new year of like when I move, like all these things I want to do, but I'm not, it's not like January 1st, start them crazy, you know? Yeah, I think if you do pick one, it should be very maintainable and, you know, start small because it's so you make it through the whole year. Oh, man, I'm the opposite. I'm like, let's come up with some bizarre shit. Never accomplish them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, massive thank you to our incredible guests who made each episode unforgettable with their insights and stories this year. I know I had such a blast being on the opposite end and learned so much. And I, I hope that you have as well. To our amazing listeners, your support is invaluable. We've just hit, as we had mentioned, our major milestone of over 26,000 downloads, which is huge and something that was just kind of a fun idea that has kind of grown into something that uh, I know 
I've enjoyed walking around at different conferences and meeting with folks that either A, come on board to be on the podcast or B, have become big fans of podcasts. So I just want to personally thank you. And on behalf of Lamar Advertising and our entire team, we hope you have a happy holiday, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and just again, be in the moment, enjoy each other, be kind, be loving, and be in real life. Digital and Dirt is brought to you by Lamar Advertising. To learn more, check out the links in the description or go to lamar.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify, Apple, or other platforms where podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.